Awesome. Jessica, you're awesome. I'm so thankful that you've uh, come on the Job Stories podcast. So the way we get it started is, if you don't mind, just to introduce yourself real fast. And um, what is your job now? What do you currently do for work? Great. Thank you so much for having me on, Mason. So Jessica Walker, I'm the founder and CEO of CareSherpa. Uh, CareSherpa was founded to help manage the last mile for patients going through elective medical procedures. Uh, uh, the long and short of it is that we provide a white glove concierge level service that ultimately supports the provider with growth and revenue. Um, so my job is kind of a little bit of everything as the founder. Yeah, that's really Really cool. And I'm already thinking right now that something I wanted to get into is, I mean, that's a very like mission driven company that you started. How did, yeah. how did you get here? How did it, how did it come about? I love that question. Thank you for asking. Um, so the way to kind of like, it feels everything in my history brought me to this moment. Um, early in my career, I started in hospitality with restaurants and actually managed hotels for Hilton hotels. And so very much that service orientation to other people. Um, but that's what brought me to the science of human behavior and getting to know like, how do you hire people for talent through selective and predictive um, interviewing. Uh, and then my time at Gallup, where they then helped me carry that exp expertise over to patients. So how do patients behave as consumers with that kind of mindset? And then how do you understand the patient experience? So long story short, through all that, um, it was ultimately what led me to build Care Sherpa was that pathway of service to others, service heart, understanding human behaviors and consumer behaviors, and then supporting health care systems and providers with their marketing tactics and strategy growth through predictive analytics, but saw this last mile is where it's really falling down in healthcare today. Mm. And so spot on, my team, you know, one of the reasons that people come to work for us is that service heart of they want to make healthcare better one patient at a time. Mm. You've already kind of touched on this a little bit. I was actually talking with somebody just a little bit ago about this concept, but I, I, I love you were leaning into like all these different experiences you've had in other jobs and that ultimately led to like what you do now. Cause I mm -hmm. feel really insecure with my path sometimes. Like it's kind of non-traditional in a sense. Yeah. But also, if I'm being honest with myself, if I look back at like all these different things that I've been a part of is led to today. So it's like this about just being present, like for that's for me. But I love hearing that, like all these different things that you've been in, around and involved in led to Care Sherpa. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I didn't know that at the time. If you would have told me 10 years ago that I would have founded my own company, I would have laughed at you, mm -hmm. right? But now that I'm here, I see it's almost like the jacket I'm wearing today. It's a woven tapestry, right? Mm -hmm. So all these experiences and outcomes and the problems I solved in different spaces have woven into what I'm doing today. You know, the, the, the central thread or theme for me, though, was people. Right. So how do you treat a person as an individual and connect with them and care about them and that service to others? And that manifested like when I was in college with banking and like I said, retail and hospitality. But yeah, I mean, the end of the day, kind of the, the aha moment for me was the light catalyst that said, wait a minute, this is lacking in healthcare and it's so needed. And when you talk to patients as consumers, they want this. And so, gosh darn it, if no one's going to do it, then I'm going to do it. And mm -hmm. it's, again, had no idea that I'd be here, but here we are. That's so good. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like um, even remotely thinking about leading a company, I'm like, that would have been really funny a few years ago to me because – yeah, it's wild. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I I want to get into that entrepreneurial stuff a little bit too. Um, 
Have you ever, I, I like to ask this question for guests, but have you had mentors in the past, like anybody to kind of help you get along the way or are you mentoring mm. now? Like I always love to ask the question about mentorship. Yeah. Um, so again, going back to like life's moments, right. That bring you today. Um, I mentioned that I managed hotels. So I started managing a hotel property at the age 20 and, you know, I dropped out of college, you know, wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life, got into hospitality. And there was a woman who just saw my raw talent and saw my passion for people and my passion for service. And she cleared the path for me. And I remember she even went to bat to the executive of the hospitality company. And they're like, we can't put a 20 year old in front of a, you know, multi-million dollar property. And she said, no, we can trust me. And within two years, I was leading seven properties. And so, you know, it came from like somebody that just saw that raw. I didn't have a college degree, didn't have years of experience, but she saw my heart. And I'd say that, you know, that's definitely carries over to how I hire today is that I honestly don't even look at someone's resume until we talk about compensation. And then I'm like, okay, what other experiences do they bring? But I'm looking for, you know, that conversation, that heart and that talent. And, you know, how can we manifest that? That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was, um, talking with somebody about this too recently, but like, I just feel like we have made an unbelievable, let me reword this. We've done some really good things. No doubt. I'm so proud of like, just, just in general, like having a business has been really, really cool. Now we have screwed up a lot in a short amount of time. Um, so being exposed to failure and then learning from it has been a big one for us lately. Do you mind mm -hmm. to share your thoughts on that? It's uh, what's that experience been like for you as a founder as well? I feel like we almost have these like questions prearranged, but we did not, but these are great <laughs> questions. So, um, so my journey to get to today, um, definitely was a moment of failure as well. I say that from failure because there were some things that led up to, I moved to Nashville for a, a startup organization and we exited, which is everyone's dream. Right. But then immediately thereafter, you know, the new owners, the new leadership had a different vision. And for the first time in my career, not by my choice, I didn't have a job. And that had never happened to me. And I considered that an utter failure. Like, what did I do wrong? How did I not perform? Why didn't they choose me? Well, all these things, right? Yeah. I can look back at that now and see that was the last barrier that had to move out of my way so I could prove to myself that I can do this. Mm. Had that not happened, I wouldn't be here today. And of course, in the moment, and you're in that low, low, and you're beating yourself up, and you're in that spiral of negative talk, you know, it's, it's, you could, no one could have told me this. Looking out of it, I'm like, wow, okay, going through that, what I learned about myself, what I learned about, you know, resiliency and grit and all these things, you know, then the confidence. So I call it like you then get to step into your own power because now, you know, you've had an experience that you wouldn't have had before, and you only get that through failure. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's good perspective because it's hard. <laughs> like I think yeah. I I said the phrase kind of on accident, but like the exposure to it is is what's been weird for me lately. Like, hey, uh -huh. you're gonna put yourself out there, and the possibilities of what could go wrong if I do that has been kind of wild. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I recently had done something that I've never done before. Um, and, you know, at the end of it, I got back and I was like, okay, yeah, no, I don't know that that was the best use of my time. But now what did I learn about myself? What am I going to look for later? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that moment, it's too easy to like just say this was, you know, negative self-talk, negative self-talk. But the more that you can be curious and you can examine it and then grow from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a theme on here sometimes too. It's cool to hear you say that, but the curious, the word curious, because like the continual learning thing seems to be a, it, it 
that thing seems to be a pretty common theme with founders is like, Mm -hmm. we got to always be open to learning. Has that been true for you too? Oh, very much. Like in the learning, again, you know, successes, failures, opportunities, you know, roads not taken, um, and that natural curiosity. And also, um, it's a mix. You've got to have healthy enough ego because, again, the balance of risk and everything else, but you have to have as much humility and as much sense of like, like I fully say to my team, I don't know everything. I've got other experts in the room that know more about this. And so how can I be a sponge and learn from them? But then ultimately, you know, I'm not the one to, you know, know exactly what we should do every single time. And that's, you know, once you see that and you can, again, we talked about building people up. That's another way for mentoring is that you can see of, you know, helping people learn and grow by sharing their experiences and you get better for it. Yeah. You, you're, you were actually mentioned this earlier too, when you first started about being a founder and an entrepreneur and ran, it kind of in another way you worded it, but having wearing a lot of different hats, like doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Like I do find myself doing that as well. Like I'm there's, there's my every day feels different. Um, but also I'd, I'm interested in learning more about myself in the terms of when we start to grow and hire more people, like my ability, use the word ego too, like let my ego mm-hmm. get out of the way and move out of the way and let the people do what we hired them to do. I'm interested to learn that about myself for our company. I know we do recruiting, but like, I've, mm-hmm. what's that been like for you? If that makes any sense at all. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard um, for me. And I'm not speaking for all entrepreneurs, but I do find uh, themes amongst other friends of mine. You know, you get to where you are because of the way that you can, you know, have some level of control, mm. but as you grow as a company. So I remember for an example, not too long ago for the first time in the history of my company, we hired someone that I hadn't met mm. before they were hired. And that was really hard mm. because I loved like put my talent stamp of like, yep, this is the person they are our person. Um, and I had to have a moment of like my impulse said, no, no, I have to approve this person before they come on. But yet in the same token, you know, I knew that as we continue to grow as a company, that's never going to be possible. We get to a certain point of growth. Mm. And so do you trust your people? Do you trust mm. that they understand your values, your culture and, and, I did. And so, you know, this employee's thriving and doing great, but like that was a moment of self-reflection because I knew if I stepped in, my team would feel like I don't trust them then and I don't have confidence in them. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. I'm going to save that one for myself for later on when we start to, cause you mentioned it, like it'd be, you, if you want to grow, you know, there's something and the word control stuck out to me cause that's me. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I wanna, I, I'm that way. My wife, I'm going to not let her listen to this conversation because I'm admitting <laughs> it. It's hard. Yeah. Well, and you know, we've talked about it in terms of even like, you know, sandboxes and having them. So it's one of those where, you know, I jokingly say to a team member where if I'm not in your sandbox, that means like, you know, I know that you've got this. Mm. And I've noticed lately, like I'm in none of my team's sandboxes. Mm. Like I'm off building my own new sandbox. Mm. And and that's, I think, part of it of like, okay, again, your locus of control can't be everything. And if you hire smart and if you take care of your people, they will take care of your business. Mm, that's beautiful. Gosh, we got to clip that. That was really good. That was awesome. <laughs> what about, you talked about this briefly too. It's another theme I like to touch on. Um, a conversation that I love to have, but managing the highs and lows, managing the wins and losses of entrepreneurship. Like what do you find mm. is that, that thing that kind of, it may be y'all's mission for your company. That may, your why may be the best answer. I don't know, but I love talking about like, how do you manage the highs and the lows? Yeah. Um, I'm still figuring this 
entire journey of the highs and the lows and, and figuring that out for myself. Um, everyone is a lesson, right? So like you can't at the high, you can't get too cocky and you can't get too like comfortable because it's like, but I also had a mentor tell me like, don't, don't move away from that too. Like be in that moment, celebrate this win, right? Mm. And enjoy it and embrace it because when you are in that valley and you are low, you know, you've got to remember the, why did I decide to do this kind of moment, right? Mm. And the low part, I'd say for me, um, there's been some, you know, very deep valleys and things have happened and some setbacks. And like last year we had some client, you know, changes where I had to lay some people off for the first time. Mm. That was awful. Mm. And it, you know, hit my heart in a way, but now again, going back to what we talked about earlier, constant curiosity, like, okay, Monday morning quarterback, what could I do differently? What was something that I learned from that? Um, and so for me, that resiliency, that grit comes from, I can't dwell in that low space. I've got to, you know, be able to like pull myself back up as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I love the, um, I love the thought too about even celebrating the wins though. Like, I think that's so weird to think about, but like, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd do that enough either. Like, like, yeah. like back up and be like, yo, that thing we did today or whatever, that was really cool. <laughs> like, I don't think I'd do that enough. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like different cultures do it different ways, right? Like I was with a culture once, like when you we'd sell a new client, like people would go and ring a bell. There was a uh-huh. symbolic bell, right? And you could hear it through the whole entire office. Uh-huh. You know, you know, we do things such as when we celebrate a positive patient feedback um, that, you know, we call it now Paccolade and we make a big production out of it and it's fun and it's exciting. And it's like then to look at our team members that have a whole wall of Alpacolades. I'm like, yep, you know, that's why we're here. So, you know, that win in that moment and, yeah, and then also looking back on it and say, okay, why did we win? And how did we win together? And how do we do more of that next time? That's another way to learn from it. That's really cool. I want to um, highlight more about CareShipper real quick too. So I know that's really intentional. Like I'm seeing the logo behind you and all of that. Do you mind to tell the story about that a little bit? Like the name? Um, and then y'all even have some like kind of almost a mascot too. Like I love the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know the story a little bit myself just because I'm familiar with you and your company, but I'd love to get mm-hmm. some of that on this podcast too. Well, thank you. Um, so yes, yeah, so, you know, talked about my history and kind of how we got here. Um, it started uh, having worked with healthcare systems and providers that were constantly looking for how do we grow, how do we stay in business, right, by having enough revenue to stay in business. And so they're doing all these wonderful tactics and acquisition strategies and great marketing campaigns. But then that last mile, when the patient actually picked up the phone and said, hey, I'm interested in this procedure, I think it's going to work for me. And either the provider wouldn't answer the phone or the patient would be on hold for 15 minutes, or if they did answer the phone, it was very transactional. And back to my hospitality days, like that's not how you treat a VIP, Mm. you know, a new potential patient's a VIP. Mm. And so recognizing that that gap and almost, you know, from a place of experience that also results in sales, let's be honest, right? Like if you're going to have someone cut into you, you want to feel from that first impression that you can trust them and that you have confidence in their ability. So recognizing that, you know, ultimately is what we wanted to help respond to, but it Thus, the name. What Care Sherpa does is provide that guide over the mountain of healthcare. A Sherpa is that individual that has the tools and the resources and the knowledge to help you climb Mount Everest, right? Mm-hmm. And the visualization for us of like healthcare, we put all these mountains in front of patients. Mm-hmm. We make it really difficult for them to do business with us. Mm-hmm. So, thus, you know, that's what Care Sherpa wants to do is make it frictionless, make it easy so that you as a patient can just get the care you need without having to jump through all the hoops. Um, 
the alpaca kind of our you know i see your yak on your picture and that was our other alternative right those sherpas use yaks but we kind of thought the alpacas were cuter mm. um but that's it like the alpaca carries the tools mm. and much like we as the sherpas bring tools like helping with patient guides and resources and education um and frankly they're just cute and fun and you know it's been a, a part of our spirit animal if you will that's really cool i i remember us um the first time I met you in person, I don't remember what the event was now, but um, we were talking about this a little bit, but like, I just think it's so beautiful what y'all are doing just because in our own personal experience, you know, my wife walked through breast cancer in 2020 and obviously that's a lot. Like that's a lot of, uh, well, it was very scary, obviously, because it's a medical diagnosis that neither she or I had ever been exposed to in our families, but then just the information in general, like around it. It's a mm-hmm. lot. So it sounds it like we would have been, you know, we, that's, it, that's the mission y'all are after. It sounds like. Absolutely. And, and that's a great point is that the other part that we do to make this, so I talked about trust and confidence, right. And that guide. Well, the reason why our Sherpas can be your guide is because they themselves have gone through this journey. They've had the procedure, they've had the treatment. You know, we support services like fertility. They themselves have struggled with fertility and have had successes. I have one Sherpa that did not have success, but she can empathize right and be there Mm. um bariatric surgery is another one or weight loss surgery same thing Mm. if i can tell you hey mason you know this is a big choice and i you know when i was evaluating whether or not to do it this is what was important to me like that's genuine that's human to human Mm. and so we're bringing that person you know back into the personalization of healthcare. that's great so i mean let's use our example for the listeners as well like how do we how do we get in touch with, like, if anybody that's hearing this wants to get in touch with y'all and utilize your services, how do we do that? Yeah. And also if anyone's listening and it's like, they would like to be a part of this mission and help us grow and help patients. I mean, that's the other side of it too, is, you know, definitely finding those folks that have that mission driven. So um, very active on LinkedIn would love to, you know, you can find me at uh, Jessica Walker on LinkedIn. Um, I was one of the OGs, one of the first like people on LinkedIn. So it's very easy to find me and uh, you know, cross of course on the other channels, but um, you know, it's one that I'm happy to share with folks kind of, I'll say this, the business of healthcare, right? Like, from a patient to patient experience side, like this is important. Um, but unfortunately, like in healthcare, we don't get paid for the warm fuzzies, right? They get paid for volume and growth. Mm. And so the benefit is, is that I can demonstrate that doing the warm fuzzies does result in better revenue and better growth. And so happy to share case studies with anyone if they're curious to find out how the service heart makes a difference in the wallet. That's great. Yeah, we'll make sure and link uh, your LinkedIn. So you've been on LinkedIn for a while, you're saying? Uh, see, I, I'm actually pretty new to LinkedIn just the last couple of years. So, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was like back in the early, early days when LinkedIn was launched and even like Facebook, like again, I'm aging myself here, but I was actually, when I went, because I was a college dropout, so I went back to college later mm-hmm. when Facebook was a new thing. But yeah, LinkedIn was something that a friend of mine said, oh, there's this new, you know, online Rolodex. And so, you know, I would say that um, this entrepreneurial journey I've been very grateful because now people that I've known my entire career that I've been connected with via LinkedIn, you know, cheering me on, giving me support, willing to open doors. So it's certainly for me, you know, beyond being able to share the work that we're doing at CareShirt, but it's a way to stay connected to my network. And mm-hmm. you and I are a great example too. That's how we stayed connected and came back together. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's funny. I didn't realize how powerful it could be until fairly recently, honestly. Like it's become a big, big tool. But yeah. anyway. Uh, so I like to uh, also ask my guests this. So, um, and also you can say nothing right now if you want to, but I do like to ask, uh, what are you, what are you excited about? Um, what's coming up in your life that you're excited about? It could be professionally or personally, but what's, 
what's got you excited coming up? Yeah, so uh, CareSherpa was recently adopted into the, or accepted into the program, or asked to join the Project Healthcare program, mm. and that's through the Entrepreneur Center, and again, part of this journey, you know, we can talk about it for anyone considering it's finding your tribe and finding your people, mm. and that, you know, community has been so um, wonderful of others who are on the space, so the goal is to help us find future investors and partners, and I'm really excited about, you know, that community and that network, um, because this entire journey is tough, right, and anything in life, especially, you know, work and goals, the more that you can surround yourself with like-minded people for encouragement and support, the better you can be. Oh, a hundred percent. And, uh, um, I love Eric over there, Eric Threlkill over there too. a hundred percent. I, I work out of the entrepreneur center myself. I was actually meeting with someone the other day that has been an entrepreneur a lot longer. And we were just talking. And after that conversation, and I've only recently gained the language for this, but I was like, I don't feel as lonely anymore. I was like, because mm-hmm. he was just very encouraging of like, no, we went through that too. Like, you'll be fine. Like, yep. I, that, yep. And so I love that you just touched on that. Yeah, and that's, I would say, you know, anyone, and not just those in the entrepreneurial journey, but anyone, the more that you have, and we, we talk about that with our team members, like you find your tribe and that, that matches your vibe. And that's where it's like, you can thrive, right? So having that, like you said, it's not lonely, people that understand, and frankly, like they can, you know, come back and encourage you or kick you in the butt if you need to, too. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, hey, you better shape <laughs> it up over there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jessica, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. We'll, um, I'm so glad you were able to come on. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity, Mason. It was a pleasure to talk to you too. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Jessica. Bye-bye. See you.